The following Mark's Daily Apple article was written by Mark Sisson and is narrated by Tina Lehman. Need to know factors for bone health. At the heart of every building is its framework, the latticework of timber. Concrete or steel is what holds the entire structure up. Without it, there'd be no building at all. I think of that phrase some people use when they look at a house and declare it's got good bones. Considering how essential bones are to our existence, it's surprising how most people take them for granted. A lifetime of neglect can suddenly reveal to us just how sensitive and integral this living framework is. Yet there's so much more to this truth than we commonly assume. Sure, the skeletal system provides the stable foundation upon which our muscles, organs, and fascia are constructed. But that's just the half of it. Bones also secrete hormones, interact directly with the brain. Ever heard of the bone-brain axis? As well as other organs and fat cells, and even play a key role in immunity. Let's look at four of these lesser-known and appreciated functions, as well as some additional tips for supporting bone health throughout the life cycle. Number one, bones play a hormonal role. While their primary purpose is structural support, in many ways, bones actually behave similarly to glands. An interesting article posted a few months back in Nature demonstrated just how in tune our bones are with the rest of the body. Researchers showed that contrary to the view of bones as inner organs, they're actually in continual communication with the brain, kidneys, pancreas, fat cells, and more via a group of hormonal messengers, including osteocalcin, sclerostin, fibroblast growth factor 23, and lipocalin 2. Experiments showed that after mice eat, their bones release lipocalin 2, which then travels to the brain. Here, it sticks to appetite-regulating cells, signaling to the brain that it's time to stop eating. This means that our bones act as appetite mediators, sending messengers that cross the blood-brain barrier to let the brain know that sufficient nutrients have been absorbed to keep the bone-building process going. Previous thought assumed fat cells were largely in charge of this task, but it appears bones actually produce 10 times more of this appetite-curbing hormone. Osteocalcin, a hormone produced by bone-building osteoblasts, further helps to regulate blood sugar by telling the insulin-secreting cells in the pancreas to get cracking. Osteocalcin also communicates directly with fat cells to release a hormone that improves insulin sensitivity. Beyond these critical functions, the osteocalcin produced by bones plays a key role in testosterone production and male fertility, helps regulate mood and memory, and even interacts with the brains of developing fetuses. An interesting side note, osteocalcin may also help improve endurance, with studies in mice showing that older mice were able to run almost twice as far after being injected with osteocalcin. Capping things off nicely, continuing studies in mice indicate that the osteoblast-regulating hormone sclerostin plays a role in energy metabolism. When secreted from bones, sclerostin has been shown to increase energy expenditure by helping the body switch to ketogenesis. Number two, what probiotics do for bone density. Studies in mice show that probiotic-treated mice retained their bone density even after ovary removal, compared to the control group that lost a whopping half of their bone density. Researchers just used your stock standard lactobacillus strains, commonly found in cultured dairy products such as yogurt and kefir. 
A recent Chinese study confirmed that these findings also apply to humans, with the bone mineral density of diabetic patients increasing the more lactobacillus and bifidobacterium they were given. Number three, a word about exercise and inflammation. Over the course of nine months, researchers monitored changes in the bone health and structure of female rowers training for the 2016 Olympic Games. The rowers were chosen due to their vigorous training regime, average of 18 hours per week. During the nine months, proponents noticed that protein precursors to bone loss increased significantly, along with the bone formation inhibiting hormone sclerostin. This was exacerbated by increased inflammation in the bodies of the overworked rowers, which contributed to higher counts of sclerostin. The verdict? Very intense training without adequate recovery period may lead to increased inflammation and subsequent bone resorption, meaning loss. The result is higher risk of bone stress injuries and early osteoporosis. Enough said. Overtraining aside, exercise remains one of the leading ways to ensure optimum bone health into later decades. Finally, there's the role that exercise can play in reversing unfavorable genetics. According to research, 50 to 80 percent of bone density is predicated on genetics, with conditions such as brittle bone disease being passed on from mother to baby in the womb. Studies on mice indicate that higher myostatin is directly proportional to higher risk of bone disease. Exercise, in particular weightlifting or short high-intensity workouts, decrease levels of myostatin in the body and increase muscle mass. Number 4. Nutritional Considerations for Bone Health On the subject of myostatin, increasing healthy fat consumption, particularly fats with MCTs such as coconut oil, along with cutting out inflammatory foods like sugar and grains, also contributes to lower myostatin levels. In addition, the catechins found in green tea have been shown to lower myostatin production and support healthy bone metabolism. As for the dairy with bone health, one study examined the association of milk, yogurt, cheese, cream, and vitamin D with bone mineral density in adults around the age of 75. Researchers found that milk, yogurt, and cheese were protective against both hip and spinal bone loss, but only when participants also supplemented with vitamin D. Those who consumed the same amount and type of dairy but didn't get their daily dose of vitamin D showed no positive correlation at all. Another study, this time with a huge cohort of 5,000-plus old folks in Ireland, demonstrated that each unit increase in yogurt intake in women was associated with a 31% lower risk of osteopenia and a 39% lower risk of osteoporosis. In men, a 52% lower risk of osteoporosis was found. Given the findings regarding probiotics in the earlier noted study, there are likely a few factors in play here. Also, one salient note. The researchers at the end of their study noted that vitamin D supplements were also associated with significantly reduced risk of bone complications in both men and women. But that part isn't a surprise to anyone, is it? That's it for today, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great day.